You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. This makes my nipples hard. Classic gaming friends, welcome to the show. In today's episode, Paul and I are chatting about comedy in adventure games. Specifically classic adventure games, maybe we'll touch on some new adventure games. We're going to talk a little bit about different styles of company, things that we find funny or not funny. Just, I mean, and hey, chances are maybe will be funny during the episode. Yeah, right? look, this is, this is going to be hilarious. It's it's so it's funny. already it's already quite a riot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible this episode. I, I I I if if everyone is listening now, then that means we got through an episode, which is amazing. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't, there's not a lot of comedy in adventure games, like for a whole episode, right? And we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into that, I guess. Or maybe this is me getting into it now, but boy, there's there's not a lot of games that that that, that there's not a lot of comedy out there. Like there's a lot of indie comedy, but like in classic adventure games, there's not a lot of ones that that were like trying to be funny. Hmm. So I never thought that. No, I thought I like there's the innate touch of humor in every king's quest game in yes. every space quest game and every police quest game even if it's just taking taking a character out of one place and then putting them somewhere where they're not supposed to be oh my god instant funny no you're, you're totally right so i guess i guess what i'm saying is like like not a lot of classic adventure games where the the genre of the release was comedy so None. like like, the, like there's Actually. i guess maybe maybe larry leisure suit larry like you could say yeah. that. I mean, it's almost more adult. If you, but like you could say that that was adult just humor. they were just comedies, I guess, or maybe Space Quest, mm -hmm. but not the first two. But yeah, because mm -hmm. yeah, even Space Quest is kind of dominated by the sci-fi factor. So I, yeah, the, to to rephrase my initial point is like there's there's not a lot of games that like like classic games that they're like, hey, we're here to make you laugh, and that's it. Like we're just we're just funny old games. Um, Freddy Farkas is one. Right, so they're they're out there, but I guess that's that's kind of more what I mean, right? Like, just we're just going to be a comedy. Interesting, like the uh, Monty Python's a complete waste of time, something like that. Completely right. irreverent, meant to be funny from beginning to end. Instead of elements of humor throughout an adventure game, Instead throughout an elements. action adventure game, right? Yeah, elements of humor. Even Freddie Farkas. Then, if you look at it. It's kind of like a comedy adventure, but it's elements of humor within the category of an adventure game. Some more funnier than others. Quest for Glory, always funny. Puns all the way through, but it wasn't released as a comedy game at all. Right. This is really actually, it's kind of interesting. So what would be, what would be considered, if we were to think of the adventure games momentarily as like a movie release? Like, because so because Freddie Farko, you could get really carried away and be like, well, then none of them are comedies. They're all something else, like a western with comedy happening. But it's like, if it was mm -hmm. a movie, would it be considered a comedy or or an action adventure? So so let's look at it that way. Because I would say Freddie Farkas, for example, would be would be billed as a comedy, right? Because it's just mm -hmm. kind of just goofy. Wild um, West comedy adventure, you know, like uh, King's Quest would be. Um, drama, comedy, drama, 
Right, right. Uh, right. Quest for Glory would be action, adventure, comedy with a bit of drama. They'd all kind of be like mixed genre. Right. There's not a lot of like just over, I guess. Okay. So let's look at the Lucas side. Cause like, what about day mm-hmm. of the tentacle? Like, yeah, that's a comedy probably. No, you know what? Sam and Max. Cause it's a cartoon, isn't it? Sam and Max is definitely that's a, a comedy. safe comedy. Drama. Yeah. This is, is. this is surprisingly difficult to nail down. Cause day of the tentacle is like, is that all it's trying to be as a comedy? People would say it's one of, like, I was looking up what people were saying about funny adventure games just in the various guilds today. And time and time again, Dot came up as being the funniest adventure I've ever played. Huh. Okay. I don't, sorry, I didn't mean to meet that with such criticism. <laughs> Funny, let me think. Like I know it wasn't hmm. even your personal opinion that you just said there. I no. kind of really gave it the, the treatment. <laughs> I was like, hmm, interesting you would say that. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm just, I, I'm having, I'm, yeah, I'm just really trying to think of like what else it would be if it's not a comedy, right? Because it's, I mean, there's like, it's like a time, time travel based thing. No, it's definitely a comedy. Toonstruck. Toonstruck's a comedy, a comedy adventure time travel, kind of world travel, but it is a comedy. I mean, there's Ben Stein. Right. Okay. Not every game gets shoehorned in because of Ben Stein, but this one definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even like some games, like I know you don't play Heroes of Might and Magic, but they even introduce elements of comedy into the game by making little references and little funny statements here and there hidden that people in the know would go, ha ha, that is quite funny. I see where that it comes from. It would go from. like that. Yeah. That sounded Just a lot like, like them. Yeah. You, yeah. you really nailed the general public back there. That impression. <laughs> They're like, how does she know what we sound like? Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, all right. What about what about Space Quest? Because because I'm thinking of like the Orville. How is 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 the Orville build as a comedy or is like a sci-fi? I mean, comedy it's sci-fi is both, right? It's, yeah, it's both. And Space Quest. Okay, Space Quest Four. Jump right in there. Why did I love that game? Because it's funny. What kind of humor did I like? I liked Gary Owen's sassing. I liked I liked the deadpan. You know, this isn't funny because it is actually funny because I said it and haha, you suck. And I'm like, ha, ah, this is great. Right? Yeah, I liked I liked the okay. Let's let's. I well, all right. So I liked the narration because it was like he was just giving you the business the whole time. It was like a it was like a nice older sibling kind of treatment. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Space Quest is tricky because the first two, like you would, de- I would definitely say, were like sci-fi. And like, mm-hmm. and, and you laugh a little bit every now and then. Not, I mean, that's really diminishing it. But you know, the point is, is like the focus wasn't on the comedy until like maybe the, until the third one. But then the fourth one is mm-hmm. like, yeah, once they're Roger Wilco build, they're they're just straight going for yucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then that people are like, oh, well, they're just turning them into like like number five being a lot of references to Star Trek and this and that, and just kind of like trying to shoehorn it in as being that kind of a humor. And that as the series went on, they did that more and more instead of being original with the humor, using callback and references instead of actually trying to be funny. Now, hey, again, not my opinion. This is just stuff I've seen around. Right. Yeah, and I guess that's all just just a personal tasting too. Because like I know mm-hmm. like my brother is like really anti references, like just just the kind of right. person that like sees it as like cheap or or easy. But I think it's 
it's just certain people's thing. Like they're really into mm-hmm. it. And they they kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, 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 where do you stand with it? Like, like parody humor. If I get it, I think it's funny. If I don't get it, I hope it's funny enough to stand on its own without me getting it. That's always my hope. Like, I hope it's not only funny because it's referencing something and I see it. I hope it's funny enough so that when I see it and I don't get the reference, I still go, oh my God. (laughs) Right. So that's the risk of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the risk of it is okay. Well, what about or it, it has to pass by without me noticing it or something, and I'm like, it didn't matter. It was inconsequential. Right, that's a shitty best case scenario, though. Yeah. Like, well, at least yeah, I didn't notice it sucking. Yeah, <laughs> or going over my head. But, oh, so like, what about damn? What about classic games with parody? Like, because I guess what I'm saying is, um, with Space Quest Four, like the parody was of the time, so it's like 1992 mm-hmm. references. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but it, it it's it doesn't make it automatically worse like you would maybe think, right? Or it's just like, oh, now mm-hmm. they're references, but they're really outdated because it's actually it's like it comes back capsule. around again, right? Where it's like charming because mm-hmm. it's so outdated. Like to see um the 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 Radio Shack store or whatever it was called. You were talking about uh, classic games. Yeah. No. Totally. I was definitely talking about that thing you just suggested. I was talking about. But it's like fourth wall humor. It's the same thing. If you either freaking love it or hate it, it turns out it's an actual thing. It delights and surprises me when all of a sudden a character looks right at the camera and talks at me. Thank you, Zach Morris. Like Doogie Hauser. I don't know, like any of them when they're there. Oh, I don't weird. know if Doogie did it, but you know. Scrubs. Scrubs definitely did it. Scrubs did it a lot. And I uh, any- it about Scrubs. Huh. Anything you make me realize office, I do like that, right? Because I, I have mm-hmm. a proclivity to look down upon it for some reason. Because it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's because like in in making my own game, I'm I'm trying to avoid it. We just talked about it recently because mm-hmm. for everybody listening, that's kind of I guess rude to break into private conversation in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> but I just had this this moment in the game where it's like it's as close to breaking the fourth wall as it can be while still getting away with it, while still having mm-hmm. an out, like a perfectly good pre thought out meditated out to be like nope wasn't breaking the fourth wall you just thought i was for a second like one of those deals and and i was running it by anna to make sure that it didn't exactly cross the line because i guess i'm trying not to because i think it's maybe i don't look down on it but i i'm I'm, i feel like it it could be easy or it could be like a like a a slippery slope where like i can't stop Mm -hmm. myself once i start or something right but it's a very adventure game thing to do and i do like it like i like it in scrubs a lot i don't know what do you think Mm -hmm. because there's I guess the two arguments against it would be would be either it being easy or it breaking immersion. So like do you what do you mm-hmm. feel about it? I love it. I don't care. Like I don't get immersed immersed. Right, right. I, I'm not to that extent, I'm not yeah. immersed in the first place. Gross. So if, if if I'm so immersed that that breaks my immersion, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm I don't even know what I'm doing at that point. I don't even know where I'm going with this. The point is no, I freaking it, it makes me laugh in any TV show, in any movie, and you know, say it's over done and I'll probably love it 10 times more. Uh, you can't do that on television when the, the person on the show would look at us at the studio audience and explain how a dynamic was or something that happened like, you know, all confidential like to the camera, stuff like that. I think it's hilarious. Right. I mean, it's, I, it would be hard. You, 
you'd be hard pressed to find a critic of it that's a, also a huge fan of adventure games, right? Because it, it is, right. it is almost like a like a time honored tradition of it in a sense. And really, I should say too, just for clarity or, or disclosure, if not anything else, like with the game, I break fourth wall all the time, but only with the user interface. Like I'd like to try to mm-hmm. fuck with the players that way. Like almost feels like intermission in a sense, you know, it's like taking mm-hmm. a little break and then just bloody give them the business <laughs> that way. So it's like, it's still there. Like it, I, it's, it's still appreciated, but yeah. And I guess you're right too. Cause I don't, when I hear the immersion argument, it makes me feel like I'm not, I just don't play games or watch stuff as good as other people. Cause I'm like, well, I just, me too. I'm like, I'm like, missing what something. You, here, I feel that way sometimes when people describe food where I'm like, I don't know if I taste <laughs> things as good as everybody else does. Cause it's like, no. I just, it's just not there for me. But with the immersion mm. thing, it's the same argument where it's like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I like, I know I'm playing a game. So it's, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, does immersion matter the same way with classic games as it does with, like, a new game with fancy schmancy graphics where you're trying to be immersed? You're sitting right. with your big speakers <laughs> and watching it on your TV. And you kind of start to have a stroke. Yeah. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> immersed. <laughs> <laughs> That's how to keep Anna busy. Just be like, go stand in the corner and say immersion for a while. <laughs> Should buy us 20 minutes. Emer- emer- <laughs> just, just stand there looking in the mirror. It's kind of like saying like, you know, boobs 50 times in the mirror. By the time you get to like time number 42, you're like, this isn't even a word anymore. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> well, it's okay. Here's a good way to, uh, that, it, that I could maybe put this. I shouldn't have guaranteed it was a good way off the bat. That's for sure. But, <laughs> but another promises, way to look promises. at it is like, I, okay, I'm trying to, to walk in the shoes of somebody who, who doesn't like the immersion or doesn't like the force wall breaking because of the immersion. And I, and I would imagine this. Red Dead Redemption 2, is I, I, I love that game. And, and and I'm very immersed in that game. I'm very like into that story. And, you know, as much as I possibly, I think, could be. So it's like, and, and furthermore, that game, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be appropriate for a character to just break a fourth wall. It'd be super weird. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not even a little bit of a comedy. Um, speaking of, let's, let's <laughs> hey take, there, partner, push B on the controller and see what happens. <laughs> I take a five minute detour into a game that is definitely not a comedy in this episode, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, even if Red Dead just, just had a goofy, like guy brushed stares at the camera, fourth wall break, I wouldn't be like, great. Now the experience is ruined. Like, like it might be like, oh, that was weird or. I didn't, that didn't really fit the game well, but I I couldn't imagine being like so put off that it's like, well, now that I'm out of immersion, I'll never get back in it. Like clearly. What happens if somebody interrupts you? Like, for example, you have to go cook lunch in the middle, you being whoever's playing the game. Does that break immersion as much as little or not the same way as a fourth wall placed in a weird place? Like, is it that's like, oh my God, great. I now now I have to cook macaroni. Oh my God. Like, I'm, not that I'm trying to say any of you lovely listeners do that. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, right, well, what, I do. what is, is one for one. where immersion is broken? I mean, does it have to come from within the game? Is, is it the same immersion that's coming from in your outside circumstances? Like, I don't even know how it works because I don't get it. I would say it was going to be like annoyingly objective and be like, well, in, in the case of the noodles, it's like, it's different because you are in going to the bathroom, whatever. It's like you chose to break it. So, so like you're mm-hmm. aware, but 
But then as, as you went on to the next thing, which was the noodles bit, I was like, oh, wait, that would actually just be a microwave beeping out of nowhere. And, and it's mm-hmm. not really a choice because then it's like you're ripped out of the thing from the beeping or like anybody. Yeah, your cat parent, meows like, yeah, your kid is hungry. Yeah, uh, yeah mm-hmm. cat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so the, yeah, there's plenty of times when it's not your choice and it's at home. But mm-hmm. I, but I also think that fourth wall breaking like it works like when it works and when it's funny is is in part because it does like rip you out of it where you're just like whoa mm-hmm. like I forget you know it's like it violates it so good where it's just like wow I did mm-hmm. not expect you to just like kind of catch me vulnerably playing this game and like look right at me and say something so that's it's also why it works but anyway that's a kind of humor and we're we're oddly on topic. So we are actually even like, okay, Doki Doki without spoilers. It was kind of like fourth wall breaking humorous in its own way with its own personality in this kind of like incredulous, holy shit kind of a way. Right. I don't fully understand the word meta, but that's what that was. You know, yeah, it, was it was like, it was meta. like beyond. Yeah. It was like, I don't know the difference between fourth wall and, and meta, but, but I feel like I, I would just yeah. want to pretend that meta is way more intense and, and just, I don't know. Yeah. There's a few meta games. Undertale is a meta game. It's the kind of game where you do stuff, there's choices, it's funny, your actions have consequences, and the game remembers what you do, even if you quit or you don't save. So without, unless you uninstall and reinstall the game, everything you do, it remembers, it knows, it talks to you. It's sentient in a way, right? In a way that's like mind-blowingly funny, kind of comedy, because there's fun stuff in there too, but it's also a little bit like, whoa. Right. I, I, see, I, won't, I won't spoil the game but I'll try. I think I can word it in a way that anybody listening who's played it will know, and otherwise not. Mm-hmm. But there's one beloved adventure. Game. Well, actually, that's immediately in, inaccurate because I, I don't know. There's one re- respected uh, modern adventure game where the ending is incredibly meta, where it just shifts the whole yeah. thing in, into meta ness. And I loved it, I and know. I feel like almost <laughs> nobody else likes it. I uh, liked it. It, it, it was people good. People make fun of it uh, anyway, quite a bit. And and I yeah. I loved it. I'm kind of, maybe I'm kind of gullible like that, but I was just like I was mm-hmm. well into it. I was like, oh damn! Like I was like I I, I was like kind of shocked and because I'm ignorant like that. Mm-hmm. Like I get really lost in a story if they want me to be lost. I'm like, okay, I'm lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then you pull some shit like that, and it was like, yeah. So that was a that was a cool moment. Okay, what about mm-hmm. what about in jokes? Because in jokes brings it back to comedy, but still in like a fourth wall zone. Right. I mean, I like Sierra kind of was based on in-jokes because I was kind of obsessed with them. I mean, oh my God, you're playing Police Quest 2 and then all of a sudden Larry's just like randomly waiting in the airport or Ken Ken sent me on the wall. It's like nobody that's not playing a Sierra game gets it. And I got it and it felt freaking good, man. I wanted to find those everywhere. I was obsessed. It's like reading a Stephen King series. I want to know all the, there's like, there's all this like kind of characters joining and connections and lines and i'm obsessed with that because of sierra right yeah same because it was like seeing the, that was such a great example because the first one i can maybe remember would be police quest 2 with larry and, and larry's like yeah. a celebrity you're like oh yeah. shit you know who this oh is oh my god what? <laughs> or like in in king in uh king's quest 4 when you find the bottle the message in the bottle inside the whale and it's like an advertisement for either space quest or i think uh, police quest or something depending on you know the randomizer Right. And, and at the end of uh, Larry three go, mm-hmm. going, going, you know, maybe more, more, almost more, I guess maybe I'll use the word meta again, possibly incorrectly, yeah. but, but just, just like the whole behind the scenes, like, like 
you know, almost like on a golf cart driving through Paramount sort of vibe. I know. And, but it did, oh it God, did so it. much for my, my imaginative world building because it made Sierra mm-hmm. to me feel even more like Disney, like just like this mm-hmm. magical place like mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where these amazing things, you know, with all these characters I know and love are made. Um, and then, and then Lucas Arts, I, like the first thing I think of is Sierra, but the first visual I get is is usually Lucas because of Last Crusade and um, like Sam and Max totems and things like that, where it's like they 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 didn't do it as often and maybe maybe a little bit more subtly. It was honestly a lot of just Steve Purcell putting Sam and Max into shit, but but when Lucas did it, it was it was charming too, and it, it just yeah, I guess that confirms it as like a full adventure thing. Mm-hmm. Classic funny. Yeah, I mean, LucasArts is standard. If they made it funny, it was going to be funny. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, all right. So that's 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 a, that's a good transition to, to just the, to not anything we're prepared for. But I don't know if that's if that's mandatory for transitions. But but just looking at Sierra and LucasArts, speaking of, so Lucas is, they are the comedy ones of the two, right? That's, we got to give them their due, the devil their dues or whatever and, mm-hmm. and saying that, which is ridiculous because obviously you both love all their games, honestly. But but just to, to give them their due is to say that like they they did more comedies and more focus just on comedy in general, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, Indiana Jones is like adventure first, but comedy second. Mm-hmm. Almost like if Space Quest is is comedy first and sci fi second, right? And yeah, like even just, Full Throttle is comedy. Right, Full Throttle. Yeah, you're right. I mean, obviously Monkey Island, Sam and Max, Day of the Technical. Maniac Mansion Monkey was Island more, relied on jokes, so it is. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's another one too. Like, is Monkey Island a comedy? Like, would mm-hmm. that would that would people would like mega fans of Monkey Island? Would, would Michael? Would the Axel Axe Lips be be like upset if it was sold short as just a comedy, or upset mm-hmm. if it wasn't called just a comedy? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like how do people want to see it is kind of my question. Cause yeah. I, it's like, like, I don't know how to, how to put it in a genre, like the whole pirate thing. Like it's just adventure. Like it really. Well, what about Phantom Fellows? Is it a comedy? I mean, I see you posting. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's, it's subversive. It's whatever it is. It's all sorts of words, but is it a comedy? Is it an adventure? What is it? Um, it is comedy in a biblical sense. <laughs> it is a, yes it is a, it is a comedy in, in, in more of like the tragic meaning of it <laughs> I, I don't know it's a, <laughs> i just love the fact that comedy really stems from something that, that requires like tragedy to to really be like oh man what a mm-hmm. comedy like we just it, we do not use it like that anymore because i think no, the death of jesus crazy. christ is a comedy mm. i Please don't anybody clip that. Take that. <laughs> that is an audio clip. Well, it's just in. Jewish guy says Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, if you watch Jesus Christ Superstar, I mean, that in and of itself is a comedy. Right, but it's like the, the, it is the, the comedy of Christ, I think. is, is yes. like a, Yeah, right? Okay, thank you, mm-hmm, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I, trying to help you. Know you. What? Thank you. Just, <laughs> we're good here. I think we're good. That covers in jokes. <laughs> No, sorry. All right, I'll actually answer your question. I, I would, I would call it a comedy. I think it's a spooky <laughs> comedy. It's not very spooky. It, it, the mm-hmm. atmosphere is spooky, but, mm. but, but, I'm try. I'm just trying to make people laugh. I think. Well, that's not true. A hilariously atmospheric game. 
which this is tripping me out because it's it's one thing i didn't account for was that that it's hard to find any adventure game that's just a comedy because i don't even want to commit my own to that now now that we're like overthinking Mm -hmm. it right because i'm like well i mean there's like arches and character growth and like like a there's like a lot more going on. I don't want to sell it short. Like I'm just trying to make you laugh. Like, yeah, that's 90% of it for sure. <laughs> but like, and then, and then there's the whole, like you're dealing as, as our friend Jack from adventure game hospital pointed out to us or to me, both of us in that interview where he's just like, but you have to understand that people aren't going to assume comedy when they see, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> you know, about death, you know, you got to go straight there and you guys, and it's like, Oh yeah, it's a really good point. We probably should, uh, probably should start letting people know it's a comedy <laughs> or to expect to laugh mm-hmm. anyway. So it's like, that's all. Well, I think it was, it uh, yeah, go ahead. it was jo- Joshua, I think, or no, it was Jack when we were talking on the adventure game hotspot with our lovely friends. And he said, how do people know it's a comedy? There's not a lot right. of paranormal comedies out there. How, how are you going to let people know that that's even a thing? How relevant is it to your advertising? I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially it got me thinking because I hadn't really thought about that before. Right. Yes, exactly. Same here. So, and, and thanks to Jack for that. Cause and I'm sure he's noticed that, that all of the tweets immediately changed tone <laughs> to be like hilarious adventure game. That exactly. really, really thanks to him pointing it out to be like, Hey, just mm-hmm. an average person who sees paranormal investigation with a ghost might not think, you know, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, like probably... uh, South Park, the stick of truth. Everyone's like, that's going to be a funny game. And it was a funny game. Right. But people are like, that's a comedy. That is a comedy. It's based on a comedy. The game's a comedy. It's right. a comedy. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So, so it really ties back to that very first point of like, is there any game that's just purely comedy? And and I still mm-hmm. only can really answer Sam and Max and Leisure Suit Larry. Because mm-hmm. Sam and Max is straight comic like literally came from a comic book and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a funny one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm standing by that and fortifying it in my mind saying, yeah, repeatedly to everybody. What else? But- Goat simulator. Goat simulator is funny. I mean, it was meant to be funny. Uh, the, the do the, the goose game where the goose goes around and Oh, the untitled goose game. I guess that's, that's pure right. comedy, right? Well, um, the, the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy text game. Maybe. See, I would maybe maybe leather leather goddess. There's something about like the the, the pure sex ones because it's like mm-hmm. leather goddess might actually yeah like go Phobos under that and game. Larry and stuff because it's like spell casting. But even then, it's like it's even. funny. They're all comedy and something else. Like and, and they it's, are it's adult. Mm-hmm. What about what about red herrings? That's kind of that's kind of fourth wally. I I don't like maybe them. Not. I don't like red herrings. I never have because I'm like, and and some of the new games, there's red herrings everywhere because you're like, this person participated in this for that. And it's funny if it's a funny inventory and I don't mind it if you can hold it, but I'd like it to have at least one purpose somewhere in some way, shape or form. Otherwise I'm wasting my time. If it's going to be a red herring, leave it on the wall. I'll look at it and think it's funny. That's interesting. Okay. You're taking a hard stance on that, and I appreciate it. I am. It. You're like I really good at flip down. I always I have. Really do. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking red herrings. Like cook that fish. No. Long time listeners know this. You know, I've just. <laughs> <laughs> 
because it's it is really close to I don't know it's I feel like well I should that's not fair it's not like it's close to fourth wall because it's it doesn't have to be like if it's an actual like red herring or like a straight reference to Monkey Island which which like you said there is a lot of that nowadays and and just going back to fourth wall for a second I guess I should say I think that's maybe why I try to tame myself a little bit with with my game is because I I feel like it's gotten a little out of control. Mm-hmm. at time i don't want to say recently like to paint this <laughs> dreary picture of like nothing but force wall references in games nowadays because that's not the case but but it can be like like okay like I, I don't know there's been moments where i'm just like i think we get it now like i think i think we're good like there's there's a good way to honor it and there's there's ways to just you know beat it to death and it's like all right somewhere mm-hmm. in there is where we gotta land <laughs> in the middle but the point is, is like, yeah, if a red herring is not done in in like a straight callback way, I guess it can be funny. I think I can't really think of any remarkable red herrings as a problem. No, besides like, one already mentioned, Monkey Island. Yeah, and it's usually just, like a reference from that. Now you know, like if I if the other one I can think of is like Thimbleweed Park, and they're making fun of the Monkey Island joke, which they're right. allowed to. Anyone's allowed to, but. Well, I was thinking of red herring specifically in the terms of an excess inventory item. You know, and you're right. That's what I meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, listen, yeah. they've swung us wildly over that field with that one. Didn't really. <laughs> oh, here's one. Just... This was your idea. What about some funny deaths? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mentioned it because the one that I'll always bring up is one of my favorites is just simply when you go to use the lock pick on your nose in, in the right versions of Quest for Glory and, and it goes in too far if your lock picking skill isn't high enough. I think it's especially in the VGA version and then you die. So to me, that's like one of the funniest deaths ever. Damn, I was supposed to think of these ahead of time. <laughs> I, I, there's just like this little asshole in me that's, that, that wants to say the glass one in Space Quest 3 because mm. just because I know how much it pissed off the LucasArts guys and 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 it was just such a normal Sierra death, which mm, does like mean- Like the funny. chandelier. Yeah, it's just the, like, that, like yeah. that is a classic Sierra death, death is-, is touching a sharp object. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. how that's, we know these things, you know, we, <laughs> but knowing that like, I guess for, for backstory and, and the details are vague as always, but for backstory, like David Fox and Ron Gilbert cited that. Um, and, and I think, I don't, I don't know if this has been in print or if I heard it on the Thimbleweed podcast, um, which was <laughs> a really fun dev podcast for anybody who doesn't even know it existed. And like, just and you're nerdy enough to listen to this and you, you probably would like it. Cause I, I, I did. It's really, <laughs> it was really good. But anyway, um, they were just saying that like the, the, the snap moment. So when LucasArts went from deaths in Indiana Jones and loom to, to a crusade to nothing in monkey Island one, like adventure mm-hmm. games suck article era that like the snap mm-hmm. that, that Ron Gilbert had that, that changed LucasArts in the sense was, was over, that death in space quest three was, was because mm-hmm. they were playing space quest three. And I think it was David Fox or whatever. It doesn't matter. I shouldn't try to be detailed. <laughs> this is no time for details. <laughs> they basically, you know, died that way. And we're just like, nah, this is, this is the worst. And we hate this so much that, that we're going to kind of change adventure games forever <laughs> because <laughs> of this goddamn piece of metal in space quest three. Um, mm-hmm. Which again, just makes the trickster in me kind of blow it. Because 
it was everything that we loved about Adventure Deaths. It was it was a little yeah, a little bit of consequence, especially if you hadn't saved. But then again, the game just started. But whatever. Point is. Ooh, I was just thinking, how about combining a death with the fourth wall break when Leisure Suit Larry won when he dies and he goes into the factory underneath and they have to make a new Larry? Oh, brilliant. That is so good. Such good utilization of the death thing, too, to take it yeah, into the I fourth like that wall. One. And there's just the messages, like like especially the Space Quest ones, like uh, four. <laughs> and Oh, God. So many good N5, ones. I think. I think N5, but yeah, just so yeah, good. And getting naked in Police Quest, I almost forgot. I love getting that because you just take off all your clothes and you die. It's so good. Right. That's right. I did that as a young child. I made that man strip down for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what does some of this space quest one, when you become like slug meal or, or uh, (laughs) sudden decompression or like, there's so many funny like death scenes and death. Just uh, just a little piece of art. I'm not saying it didn't take, you know, Mm -hmm. possibly a whole working day to do the art. But just that mm-hmm. alone made him worth it. Like, like you said with the sledge one, where it's like a, it's like a can, right? Some sort of like futuristic dog food or whatever is the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the chow. Whatever. But yes, even the deaths in King's Quest Six when you're going into the after death and like all the guys are playing musicians in the back and like the Party of the Dead, Day of the Dead stuff. That stuff is funny. Who are some good, great stiff, good stiff men? Who's a <laughs> The narrators are the best at that, that dry humor. Yes. Yes. Like, exactly. Okay. I'm looking at um, Gary Owens or I'm looking Perfect, at, yeah. uh, you know, uh, what's oh my God, I'm going to sound horrible. The narrator from quest for glory Four. I'm not supposed to know that, but while you're thinking of it, Sam, Sam's a good stiff man. Yep. I'm never confident that Sam's the dog, ever. <laughs> never. And, and, and it, it comes up a lot in this show. And it's every time I said it on the podcast ever, I've had a, a tightened anus. John Riz. I don't want to sound like an idiot and, and be like, I'm sorry, I do. John I host Riz. this adventure show, but I, I think Max is the dog. Like, you gotta, I, just, I gotta know these things. <laughs> I just, we talked about John Riz Davies and your anus in the same sentence, and I'm not sure about the order of anything anymore. Wow. That's who the narrator was. In okay. Quest for Glory 4. Okay. And he was funny because, okay, and what was funny too, like, for example, when you're talking to the elephant farmers in one of the scenes and each of them, like, they don't exactly follow the script throughout all of it. So it's funny because you're reading the words and they're different from what the guys are saying. And they're all like, you know, it's funny. They're just like dirty, very dirty talking about the people. And I don't know, it made me laugh like harder than anything. Okay. Okay. That's actually but it's dry. It's super dry. Oh, it's right. Good. I won't shift. I won't shift into that. Okay. Okay. Cause uh, well, actually maybe I will. Cause I don't think I have any more stiff guys. I really just wanted to say, to say Sam. Um, mm-hmm. Cause uh, actually, you know what credit to uh, McQueen fr- mm-hmm. uh, from dark side detective. McQueen's a good stiff mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. In a very like classic, you know, so, cause stiff guys always pair good with like the, with a dumb guy. Even like, well, like, ah, what are you doing? Up. Get it together. So you like pinky in the brain, right? Like, like, you know, yeah. your classic stiff guy, be the brain. I like that. But even, even Christopher Lloyd was almost like that. Right. See, that's great. Cause another, another like jumping off point I had here was like silly worlds and stuff, but, but I was kind mm-hmm. of, what I was getting at with that was like something like Toonstruck where the world is what's funny. 
And and mm-hmm. yeah, so that's a great example between Struck because then Christopher Lloyd is like he's the stiff guy for the for the rest of the for the whole world to contrast the mm-hmm. world of the game. Right. There's a struggle there at the end, but um what okay, so what about worlds? Let's stay there for a second. How about Neverhood? That's that's pretty mm-hmm. well actually I guess the Neverhood the world itself is more like abstract. <laughs> and Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, it's thought provoking. Yeah. Neverhood is a really funny game. Like there's some, mm-hmm. I think the hardest I've ever actually, this was a question I had too. So I, I've got two. I'm going to jump to the question for fun of it. So th- start thinking now of your, I'm going to ask you your, I'm not cutting this. I'm saying this like a huddle away from everybody listening <laughs> Shh, quick before while they're not paying attention. <laughs> Try and think of um, uh, like your funniest ever moment or two, like, like top one or two hardest times you've laughed in, in an adventure game. Okay. And then mm-hmm. mine is, uh, there's two of them in the really in, in accidentally ranked order. The first one is easily the, the neighborhood where he slams the door shut and runs into the door. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's done to just the greatest soundtrack. <laughs> one of the greatest soundtracks ever, which was the neighborhood soundtrack by Terry Scott Taylor. So good. Mm-hmm. Like it's listenable on it. So it's so just goofy and weird and fitting. And the music along with this visual gag of him panic, <clears throat> panicking, from from this monster that I won't try and explain, almost did that would have been a mistake, and and slamming into a door is just is just amazing. So for the people who know that scene, at least maybe now a couple of them are like, hey, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking <laughs> for. Okay, and then the second one is Space Quest Five, and it's just a line, and who I don't know why, but it just it just really stands out as like peak adventure game laugh laugh out loud shit was was Rogers with Beatrice, and I, I don't remember the line. So I'm not even going to try and I don't want to butcher it, but the point to get it across would be he like sends Beatrice in an emergency out of the ship ahead of him. And she thinks that he's being like a, a heroic gentleman by having her go first. Cause she's a lady. And then mm-hmm. when she gets through like alive, he's just like, Oh man, thank God she survived. Okay. Now I'll go. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> man, just like the funniest shit. I the, the subversion there. But anyway, so those are my favorite two. And what do you got? So, yeah, I, I'm obviously a huge fan of the humor in Quest for Glory 2. I like it in Keep on Laughing Shop because, A, it's hilarious. You can click on everything. Everything has a funny description. If you go in one door, you're like, boom, you end up on the other side of the room and he kind of makes fun of you. You can get x-ray glasses that you could use later on. And uh, and then, I like, I absolutely love it with the source because you, like, you buy this majestic steed from this Groucho Marx lookalike and you can get a good deal if you're careful. But anyways, you take him out and it's like, oh, he's going to be there and you go way off into the desert and then all of a sudden a bad guy comes up and your source throws you off and like runs off. And then like you're sitting there going, what the hell, you beast? And like for me, that's like super duper funny. The characters in it are funny. The jokes are funny. That game to me made me laugh all the time. That's the big funny for me. Dude, what game? For glory. You, man. Two, okay. Trials by fire and stuff. That's the one. Okay, so I was like panicking. Like, I, I missed the very the most important part of this now. Okay, it's the second one. I did not expect like that number at all. Two. Yeah, because you, you hear a lot funniest about, game ever. <laughs> you hear a lot about one EGA and then three, or it's a battle between three and four for like the fan favorite. But I, I never hear mm. much about two. That's pretty cool. Much less like really funny. 
Jeez. Oh my God. Two is just amazing all the way through. And the in-jokes and like, okay, the whirling dervish off in the desert. Oh, like, ah, oh, it's just, it's so good. Like the, the, the waffle, the hungry, wa- the awful waffle walker that if you wander off in the <laughs> desert and you're like about to die and you're super hungry, he'll come and like give you, you eat him so that you can live. That's and amazing. Not die in the, game. the sacrificial it's waffle. So it is. That's beautiful. I really it's like so, that. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, all of them are funny. And it's not just puns. They're just like significantly funnier than anything else out there. They're funny games. They were meant to be funny. They're punny and they're funny. All right. I got a few more like little topics that I really, I just, I, I feel like one, we could get through a few more of them because they sound, they sound maybe fun. I did the whistle mm-hmm. thing, like the beaver from Lady and the Tramp. Wish I could do that mm-hmm. on command, like talk like that. Okay. Anyway. Um, what about protagonists? This is this uh, just kind of a weird. All of our notes have things like that start like death, death and comedy, red herring puzzles, like just easily understand. And then this one's just beautiful minds. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's it's so protagonists that you could just listen to their regular thoughts and be entertained by them. Okay, I've very mm-hmm. obviously read that off a of screen, but you get the. The point. So, like, I for me, that's Roger Wilco, or, or mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of the audience would say Guybrush, mm-hmm. which I would. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, those two are really similar. That's like a whole other topic, really. Honestly, just those two alone comparisons. But I would say Roger, where it's like you just want to click around and hear what they have to say. Like you just just talk to me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes it's the character I want to hear. Sometimes it's the narrator I want to hear. Sometimes it's just, it's the. I was just thinking that too. Right. No, mm-hmm. you, that's such a good point. Cause I was kind of fading out thinking like, well, wait a minute, how much of it is Roger and how much of it is Gary Owens? Cause like, just mm-hmm. talk to me, Gary, just say things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, what, what else? Who are some characters like that? We got Guybrush and Roger. Yeah. I guess, would you say Larry? You really like Larry? Yeah, I like him, but I don't know if I like I don't him. I want to hear what's going on around the room, but no, I don't know that I want to hear Larry's what he Larry's more like a premise him. than, right. It's like the whole yeah. premise as opposed to just what he says, right? That's Like in Freddie Farkas, I really, really want to read the text and see what the narrator and what Freddie's saying about stuff, big time. And it's funny. Right, that's in, you're totally right. And that's another one for mm-hmm. the narrator. Plus one on the yeah. or plus two on narration there, yeah. That's true, and I mean Josh Mandel's writing obviously draws you in too. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's really good. Yeah, right. you know what? Narrators are bloody funnier than the character. And then for me, in Quest for Glory, there is no narrator in the earlier games. But there's like when you're looking around the room, it's not from the hero's point of view. It's like this imagined narrator that's in a text box. That's like you see a group of glass shelves on the wall. But every time you click on the books in the bookshelf, it'll tell you a different book. And there's like ten different ones to go through, and it's funny. Right. It's it's funny from a from a development point of view, like all the little things you have to keep in mind and make decisions on if you wanted to make an mm-hmm. adventure game. And I remember the narrator one, obviously early on, but it's just like whoa, that's heavy. Like that changes the whole like tone of a game if you if you choose that. Na- you know, like maybe maybe not the tone, but like having a narrator or not is like a totally different whole different approach to things. Like, Some just- people hate narrators too. Like some people really don't like narrators. Interesting. I've heard it. My I've actually, heard it my oldest son too. doesn't like. It. 
Well, and I just saw something uh, like a, a couple people on Twitter agreeing that they really didn't like Gary Owens. What? What is yeah. going on here? I don't Blasting know. Blasphemy. I don't know. Huh. I wonder if that whipped up anybody listening. I wasn't trying to, but it's kind of funny to think. I just about got it. a little whipped uh, right. Up. I know. It was like, <laughs> what kind of chain reaction was that? It was like seventeen other people at the same time were like, what? 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 Like, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's going to be madly tweeting hashtag Gary Owens rocks or something. You know? How do you? I know. I know. But it, it's just a thing I read maybe. But so, okay. Another one. Cause that, yeah, I think we're, we're good with that one. Um, what about, let's see, is there any crossovers? Not really. We, well, we kind of talked about that with Larry and police quest too. Mm-hmm. And then the funny ones that came out, the fan crossovers, like uh, what was it? Uh, few, the, Back to the Future mixed with uh, Indiana Jones, I think, and all those kind of funny ones. Right. A crossover? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what about visual humor? Because that's okay. the Neverhood. Slapstick visual humor. I'm going to give it never- Neverhood mm-hmm. was, was definitely, like, not only great with visual humor, but really good, um, like... Without uh, translation required, you know, like any mm-hmm. language. It was just it, like it was, they didn't say like a word. Like the shows Zig and Charco. <laughs> Zig and Charco, they don't say any words. Like it's all in, it's a French show, I think. There's no Zig words at all. Yeah. But it's, it's, I don't know if you've seen it, but I, it's I bloody have. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. No, it's good. <laughs> it's like a modern Saturday morning cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, it's almost like uh, Ren and Stimpy without right. the words. Right. Yeah. Okay, all right, let's get to the, the fun, meaty ones and we can be done. So mm-hmm. we got, well, we could we did that one. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, who would you pick as the funniest protagonist? Ooh, um, yeah, probably Roger Wilco because of his, he doesn't even know he's funny, funny. Right. I'm just, I'm trying to pick a different person. Oh my God. Can you either have him or Larry? There's really not a lot of choices out there, buddy. Freddie Farkas, we've talked about them all. We have some clear champions in this ring. Right. I mean, the people's choice would be Guy Rush. I could, mm-hmm. I, I could say that. That's for sure. But Might to me, be I, I can't help but compare Guy Rush to Roger, and I'm, and I'm just I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just more keen on Roger, so then it's, not, it's, like, it's not fair. Um, yeah, LucasArts was was the I'm I'm going through all their games mentally and it was like there was there wasn't a single one, right? They all just kind of mm-hmm. like like it was a Day of the Tentacle was a group and Sam and Max was two people. Obviously we covered Guybrush who was just one, but there's no no other ones for me to pick from, mm-hmm. it seems like. I mean I love indie, but I couldn't pick him like comedy wise. All right, yeah, just Roger. Okay, yeah. I give up. Roger wins. <laughs> um okay, what about funny oh, funniest antagonist? Hmm. Oh, that's that's funny. How about Tim Curry as the bad guy in Toonstruck? Uh, At the end, when after you're in jail and stuff, it's later. In <laughs> that day. was a very, very stupid sounding. Oh, I just let up. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that was me. I just went. Oh, it was just so. Dirty. I'm just trying to be Canadian. Um. Okay. No. Tim, Tim Curry in Toonstruck is what you're picking. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't like it, but I don't have any others. 
<laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> so all I can really do right now is criticize your choice. Um, <laughs> oh, I got one, Doctor Fred, because he's technically okay, kind of that's a, a bad good guy, one. and he's and he's funny. I guess he's kind of well. not, that's, but he is. Isn't that the question? Doesn't it, he have to be funny? Yeah, like the like Fred is like a a theatrical <laughs> performance is funny. Like he's tropey. He doesn't. You know what I mean? Does Fred actually say like funny things, or is it? Is you know what I mean? That's yeah, I like get Neil hung up Patrick's, on that. Neil Patrick Harris in a series of unfortunate events as the bad guy. If you've seen it, he's dramatically funny, but he's not funny. Right. It's like the, the representation yeah. of them is funny. Their, their, their mm-hmm. presentation is funny, but like they like don't say the funny brain, things. It's brain. brain. So that still counts as funny though, right? And that's just a different kind of funny, a performative yeah. funny. It is still funny. It's elaborate. It can be. Yeah, <laughs> it's still funny because we're laughing. I just don't know why. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, in a performative sense. Yeah. It's like the whole. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go. I'll stay with Fred. Man, I made that mm-hmm. difficult. I'm, I'm real sorry about that. But you know, we had a nice philosophical breakthrough on you know what it is mm-hmm. uh, uh, to be funny. So mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of gold bloom delivery. Um, top five ranked games. I'm not. I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> no, hang on. I wrote. I wrote something down somewhere here. Hey, hang I on. played Pajama Sam with Strummer. Uh, yesterday and you kind of know that i mean you definitely know that because i the same picture about it but i'm just saying mm-hmm. we talk a lot of shit on here but we, we do the shit too like you know mm-hmm. we just got done talking about kids and games and i'm like we had a we had a moment he actually picked it i mean hmm. he would get cooler points if i omitted the fact that the wi-fi wasn't working so he had to pick from very few downloaded things on there but right he was in steam and he could have played BMNG or whatever driving game, but he, he picked that and we played it all the way through and finished it today. Okay. Did you think of stuff? Do you have your list? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have an idea of my list. We're good. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm going to jump right in with uh, quest for glory two because I've brought it up a few times as Consistent. being flipping funny. funny. Okay. So funny. Are you doing this in order from five to one? That's a big ask. No. You don't have to. Okay. It's, I don't even have five games. <laughs> I don't. I'm like, I pick that game. I pick um, Space Quest 4 because we've talked about it again, too. I've picked Friday Farkas because we've talked Friday about Farkas. it again. It is, it is very, very funny. I pick, you know what? Space Quest 6 was funny to me. I thought Space Quest no, Space 6 Quest was 6 hilarious. Is really funny. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, just in a. It's funny. The game is just funny. Look it is and a touch funny and- game. Fuck with things as Gary Owens yeah. and get to yeah whatever. Sorry, mm-hmm. you're doing a, you're doing a better job at your stuff than I am. <laughs> you're trying, but that's funny. Quest for Glory One is funny. Even uh, I mean, even King's Quest, uh, even King's Quest Five. Okay, it is unexpectedly funny and whimsical. Yeah, the more abusive Cedric is, the funnier it gets too. Because you're just like, who the <laughs> fuck is this guy? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. Those are great, man. Was that five? That was I think you did f- it. I think yeah, I think I did Do you I have a do you have a bonus pick? How about a modern or one? Or am I being a dick by putting you on the spot with that? No, I I mean I already said Undertale was was pretty fun. Ooh, nice. I really 
like that game. Um, there is no game wrong dimension. Again, indie yeah. game. Jack mentioned it on a previous podcast. You yeah. can get it on an app. You can get it on the computer. The whole game is like you and the narrator arguing because you're just like, I want to play the damn game. And he's just like, no game here. But in the meantime, you you traverse through like five different genres of game. And it, the whole premise to me makes me laugh my ass off. I love it. Right. No, it's, 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 it looks insane in a great way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think I might've even bought it, but just haven't played it. Yeah. I it's might not it's worth it. It's so worth to play it with your kid. Your kid will like it because the right. whole time you're, you're arguing with the game. The game's like, no, no, what you really want to do is quit in like a funny French accent. And you're like, and then it'll like change the language of the game on you and do all these ridiculous things. Like you have to unscrew it or you have to, it's like little puzzles, right? And you're, and you're just like, no, man, I just want to play the game. And it's because <laughs> it makes the kids laugh. The kid's just like, oh my God, piss him off. That's right. Knock down his sign. Ha <laughs> ha We're going to play your game. Like it's funny. Um, wait, oh, right. Okay. I didn't remember. I almost forgot because it's, it is ridiculous. That's why I lost tracking. I lost traction or no tracking. Really? I lost tracking. What's it called mm-hmm. again though? For real? It's cause there is no game wrong dimension. Right. Also, it's an indie game and just my son, he's finished it a bunch of different ways with all the different achievements. And he introduced it to another friend of ours while we were away on vacation. And and then she was getting all up into it too. So it's, it's any age. Right. No, it looks like the good kind of ridiculous, good kind of whatever. There is a little mini adventure game hidden in it as well. So if that doesn't entice you, I don't know what will. Yeah, and it's it's even on its own, it's considered adventure. Just it's more one of those. I think they don't know where to put it, but I I remember seeing it, or like I've heard of it or know of it just because of it being called an adventure game somewhere, like on some top mm-hmm. coming upcoming or whatever that I was watching a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, I've kind of got five, whew, maybe that I can. <laughs> um, Salmon Max, uh, Space Quest Five. Um, Thimbleweed Park and Neverhood and mm. is that five or four? Mm-hmm. I think five? that's five. Do a bonus. <gasps> um, <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> as long as you keep making noise, they won't think that it's exactly. gone dead. It's trying to cycle through some dad noises I got back here. Um, trying. Grumpf. Dude, I can't think of a <laughs> single other thing that has ever made me laugh right now. It's how blanked out I am. It's like purposely ev- ev- evading me. Um, Larry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just yeah that'll 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 do. There you go. So well done. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. My, okay. I guess what I wanted to touch on is just there's so many different ways to have humor in a game. You've got the the 
animation is funny, the background is funny, the premise is funny, the puns are funny, the text is funny, the narrator is funny, the character is funny. The, there are so many different ways these games have made me laugh over the years. And it is, for me personally, it's the humor that has brought me in. It's the humor, it's the naughtiness, it's, you know, all of those things put together. And that, that's the kind of stuff that intrigues me more than, say, drama does. Wow, that was actually really nice. That was really nice. Yeah, that's great. Because it's <laughs> you know it's kind of like what we learned all along. The whole the whole this this episode has a moral. It turns out, which is <laughs> not being able to pin a single thing as just a comedy shows the the, the complexity and the depth that the adventure game genre offers us. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And, and, and we kind of covered that because we were at the beginning of the episode. Y'all heard it. You were here. We're kind of like, well, what is funny? What isn't funny? What What do they mean? Where is it? I mean, we had to figure shit out that we didn't even know. Like we've been learning throughout this whole episode. I feel even a little bit more than other ones, even though I'm like comedy, funny games. I already know all that stuff. Right. No, because you're right. It, it kind of shows us that the, the, the spirit of adventure games is, is having – a humorous outlook on whatever is thrown in front of you. It seems like that's, that's common across 90% of them. It is like every, all the protagonists, especially in the classic ones are, are trying to get through difficult times while maintaining some sort of even cynical or darker humor in, in certain regards, but, but regardless, Gabriel Knight has its humor too. I mean, it's yeah, in all it's of them like, pretty yeah, much it turns out it's sarcastic kind of humor, but it's there. Right. It's so interesting. Cause I don't, I, before this, I really did learn something too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Cause before this episode, I wouldn't have like said assuredly like, wow, like having, having a sense of humor, let's say, it's almost it's 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 almost just like a like an appreciation or like at humor with life for mm-hmm. an event to be an adventure game protagonist to be able to see things no matter what kind of like that Nietzsche thing we were talking about with the exactly. amorphate it's like exactly how weird that turned out to be the the moral of the podcast is, which is, is the stuff we talk about randomly people clearly. <laughs> Actually, it's true. It is the shit we talk about randomly. I have to admit it. It's true. It's so weird how that just wandered itself right into That's this. That's amazing. Because it's, it's true. That it seems to be the, the, the spirit of an adventure game protagonist is, is approaching uh, life with a love for, for fate. So that's cool. It's true. And, you know, it's a neat moment to end on. Yeah. That's a great way to wrap it up. Those are some funny games. And I want to take a second before we finish the episode, just to say thanks, continue to say thanks to the fans who write us after listening to the episode. It kind of makes us feel good because although we can see the numbers going up on the website, we don't actually know that people are actually listening. So when we got an email recently from Robin Sparks saying, hey, thanks for talking about playing games with kids. I've been playing games with my son. His son's name is Toby. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, it, it's just so cool to hear that uh, that you're out there, that you're listening to us, that you're, you know, it's influencing you you to do other things, and and just just to take that minute to say an extra special thanks to you for writing in, loyal, awesome fans. And yeah, now, thank you. And it turns, <laughs> you know, what it is. It turns it makes it turns numbers into reality, because for us, mm-hmm. it's like we just see numbers, and it's like okay. 
Well, I'm told mm-hmm. that several, you know, that, that several people listen to this, but then when somebody like just puts that human connection to it, it's like, oh wow, okay, we're talking to mm-hmm. talking to, to a bunch of real humans. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. There's people out there and stuff. So, is it weird to call them weird humans? Does that make me sound not human? Do they know? Does that? <laughs> I didn't tell anybody, and nobody actually makes it this far into the episode. I think we're safe. Sorry, I can't. I was trying to talk backwards. I've been trying to talk backwards since Ace Ventura. I still don't have it down yet. I just I messaged you the the nerf ripping up and backwards stuff. Today, yeah, so that's that weird. You did nerf. That was a pretty good start. Well, Thank you. I thought. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyways, thank you so much for hanging out with Paul and I while we chatted about uh, comedy and adventure games. And hey, maybe we even made you laugh once or twice, huh? During the episode without actually telling actual real jokes, huh? (laughs) Right? So what are some of your favorite funny moments in adventure games? What are some of the games that you think are funny? Write us. Say them out loud to yourself now. Say them out loud to yourself. Your right feels better. Write us. That's right. (laughs) Tweet us. Send us a message on Facebook. You know, show us some activity so that we know that people are doing more than just acknowledging the fact that we're putting episodes. But hey, send us an email to mail at classicgamers.com. Find us on Facebook. We're a page and we're group classic gamers guild super easy uh send us out a tweet uh at cgg podcast or at phantom fellows because that's the best way to guarantee a response uh, maybe you prefer instagram i don't know but we're totally there too uh, we don't. at cgg <laughs> podcast no we're totally there we're all in the insta <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, the the adventure game hotspot. I got a shout out to everybody in the adventure game hotspot, all the awesome work that they do. Uh, check out Adventure Game Geek, One Short Eye, Space Quest Historian, uh, Conversations with Curtis. Everybody in there is absolutely wonderful. Um, and of course, the hotspot itself, Weird Gaming Adventure. Uh, lots of really cool projects going out there. And of course, nothing in this show would be able to happen if it weren't for our fantastic Patreon subscribers. You, I mean you, all you lovely people, especially Michael Council and Brian Manown, who are some of our very extra special thanksians. Also, Jean-Francois Paget. He's up in that very special oh, thanks tier. So. I did. I did want to say it. And maybe he's not in there anymore, but he was, and I love saying the name. I don't care. <laughs> it is, if you have a cool name, you're, you're a permanent member. <laughs> and here's my random shout out to people that are awesome and just happen to be subscribers. Una and Gus, you've been in the other tiers. We appreciate it. Ronald Dragsta, uh, Skay Rugs, you guys have been followers and, and supporters for a long time. Chad Armstrong, you rock. Like Mark Fillion, you know, there are so many that uh, that have been there to support us now and in the past, and we really appreciate Adventure Game Geek. Even you support us. You are absolutely wonderful. So so thank you. If, if it wasn't for that, we couldn't do the free hosting. We wouldn't be as motivated. And hey, content's been arriving. Uh, we're, not, we're not neglecting the Patreon anymore. We, we got you guys. We really do. So thank you. Yeah, he did a great job. I don't want to fuck any of that up, so just don't don't do a murder. Computer tried to update randomly and shut down my internet. Wow.
I'm not going to, I'm not going to make this a windows thing. Unbelievable. (laughs) Did you ever, you ever log into your windows account when you don't have a profile picture? Do you see like that Mm -hmm. chunky, disgusting pixelated pro like there's just unpolished edges wherever you look. How could you release an operating system where the default avatar is like the wrong resolution? And it's all fucking blurry, just this gray, gross humanoid shape in a black circle. And it's all fu- like, you know what I mean? It's so weird. You got these beautiful wallpaper backgrounds. Like they, I, I don't, I, I don't like windows. It just did the exact same thing again. I don't even know how to swap it. This is crazy. Dude, it's, I, I can't, at the risk of starting all these recordings with me, like just, just railing on windows. Here's another one. Here's another one. So if, if you need task manager, which is like the emergency, my shit is not working. Everything's frozen. I need to pull up task manager so I can tab to the problem area and, and force quit it. it. It's, we were just talking about baselines the other night. Task manager doesn't have baseline over a ton of programs. So like if you're in steam and your game freezes and you pull up task manager, it pulls up behind steam so that you can't see it or interact with it or force quit the frozen game. How does that ship? That happens. How does it ship, dude? 